Welcome to the Word of Truth Revealed with Bishop Merton L. Clark. The Word of Truth Revealed is the media outreach ministry of Truth Revealed International Ministries and Interdenominational Spirit-Filled Fellowship of Believers located in Palm Bay, Florida. Our mission here at Truth Revealed is to produce disciples and to empower the populace to live out the truth of God's Word within the framework of their environment. This week, we're continuing with the series titled, Unearthing Bible Treasures. Bishop Clark utilizes 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 9 through 11 as the foundation scripture for part one of the message. Number three, the church. How should I choose a church? We've dealt with belief, we've dealt with the word of God or the Bible. Didn't need to deal with the church of Jesus Christ, the church of Jesus Christ. For those of you that understand the church, maybe this is a refresher for those that you of you that are listening to this seducing spirit that's pulling people away from gathering in a local church on a regular basis. It is a spirit of this age that's trying to divide God's people from their purpose by any means necessary. Don't be an agent for that. You need to stay away from that. Stick with the house of the Lord. I would like to see all officials echoing the same thing. People who aren't trying to get to the house of the Lord are weak because the Bible says like this. It says it just like this. You gain strength as often as you assemble yourselves together. And when you stay away from the church for months on end, weeks on end, spiritually you can't be strong. I'm telling you now, you're susceptible to the lies in our community and you need an, an, a, a release of the anointing on your head to make the hairs of your face on your head slippery so these lice can't migrate to your ear and burrow in and create madness. Confusion about simple things. And so I wanna simplify the church and help you to make this decision or to understand why you should choose a particular church. First uh, Corinthians is uh, powerful here. We're talking about a very spiritual church, as Paul writes to the church of Corinth, a very spiritual church. You'll find it in the 12th chapter of Corinth, Corinthians, the first Corinthians chapter 12, as he maps out the major gifts of the church. That there are many administrations, but the same spirit. There are many different or diverse methods of movements. And so you can see that there are churches who are geared to do certain things. Right now we have internet churches. I mean, they're strong at preaching and changing or getting their messages out through the internet. There are people who like internet groups. Okay, I think internet is the cold way to communicate. Even though everybody's using it, I think God wants the church to deal with people one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, Jesus could have teleported himself, but he always made sure that discipleship was dealt in a group. So again, you want to think about it. There are all kinds of churches going up and groups going up, but you want to make sure that you are dealing with the warm relationship that comes through physical fellowship. If we have to do a teleconference, if we have to do something on the internet, that's fine. People are watching. They can't be here. 
But you want to make sure you gravitate. Don't ever trust a relationship that you forge on the internet. You need to see people. You need to feel them. You need to touch them. You need to be able to talk to them. You need to know that they're real, you know, because anything can show you something on the screen, but you need to see them. Don't just date internet, internet from internet sites. You need to see the person. Don't give them your number until you know them. And it's hard to know them. <laughs> It's hard to know them just by watching certain things or watching certain pictures. Then you can dock your pictures up. You can make your stomach go in, shoulders go out. You can make yourself look like you're fine and, until you show up. And then the real thing shows up. <laughs> you can make yourself seem like your skin is a little brighter, you know, shiny, you know. I see that on Instagram. You can click a few things and make your picture look a little better. I am that I am by the grace of God. And you need to be who you are. You want somebody that can accept you for who you are. Not for what you produce or what they think they can get out of you, but for who you are. Paul said it like this to the church of Corinth, a very gifted church. Very powerful in the gifts, but also a carnal church. Uh, and so you got to watch it. Just because you have gifts doesn't mean that you're spiritual. Spirituality is never defined by how powerful you are in gifts. <laughs> you can be just as fleshly, just as carnal, just as self-centered as you want because the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable, which means it's without repentance. How, how can somebody have all of this gifting and power and do these things because it's without repentance? When God selects you, you can be a drunkard and he'll still say you're my man. Now, he can let you work and still fire you. In other words, you're doing the job, but he said, I don't, I don't recognize that. He's the God that can fire you and still let you do the work. So let's make sure we understand his ways are not like our ways, nor his thoughts, what, like our thoughts. So Corinthians, the church at Corinth was a very spiritual church, but at the same time, very carnal church. He says, if you have divisions and strifes among you, if you're arguing, if you're talking about each other behind the back, if you're texting about what you don't like, that's carnal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and not spiritual. So we want to make sure we're doing what the spirit is telling us to do. Here's verse 10. According to the grace, according to the grace, according to the grace of God. Obviously, there are some graces without God. Or abilities without God. But according to the grace of God. The grace that comes from God. Which was given to me. Paul said I had a relationship with God. Through his son Jesus Christ. Through that relationship God gave me grace. Then he calls me a wise master builder. Here's an anointing that God is releasing in this church. Through a wise master builder's anointing. It's different from a builder's anointing. A builder can take the same size block to create a wall. But a wise master builder can take different sizes. Some thin, some short, some tall and thick and put them all together and the structure is still sound. 
A wise master builder can take people of different abilities, of different issues, different backgrounds, and pull them together, and they work together, and the house is stronger when the wise master builder's anointing is in the house versus everybody looking the same. Everybody's got the same degree. Everybody came from the same background. Everybody believes in faith. Everybody believes in prophecy. Everybody believes in financial prosperity. You don't need a wise master builder when that comes. You need people who were X this and X that. Didn't know who they were. But God blessed them. Some in the military. Some went to school. Some never went to school. But they all gather in one house. And when that anointing hits them, it makes them all work together to accomplish the will of God. By the grace of God, which is given to me as a wise master builder. Paul said, very key, I've laid the foundation and another builds on it. So he's actually saying the church is tied to foundational teaching. It is not the lofty things. We must first lay the first foundation, the, the, the sure foundation in the church so others can build on it. Make sure you're building on the foundation. Make sure you're building on the foundation. We'll find out what that really is. But you must build on the foundation, not alongside of it, not around it, but on it. As a wise master builder with an anointing for a wise master builder anointing here, you want to make sure you're not trying to build your own kingdom, but you want to build on the foundation that's established here. If you do, the house will stand. If you say, well, I'm going to create my own way. And don't work with the foundation laid. You'll find out what the scripture says about that. Because I'm looking at the text. And you got to look at the text to get the mind of God. Let, let The Bible says, but let each one take heed. This is still verse 10. How he builds on what? The foundation. So not only are you supposed to build on the foundation. You must, to, you must take heed in how you build. There's structure. There's instruction on how we should build. Look at the verse. For no, found, no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid. So, and if that foundation which is laid is Christ, nobody else should be building a foundation outside of Christ. The foundation is right here. It has to be built on Christ, Jesus, or the anointed one and his anointed, his anointing. So let me just help you here. We're talking about the church. It's a local assembly of believers. When we're talking about the church, we're not talking about the building here, but the local assembly of the believers. I think I've established that the wise master builders anointing welcomes all different type people from other, from different educational backgrounds and experiences uh, to uh, people that uh, may have been X this or X that, but God washes them in his blood and somehow or another we all begin to work together. So in your in your sphere of influence, you should have people that you know who may not be as educated as you and then some that may be greater than you in terms of education. And not all of you, only those who are in the alumni or those who are in the sorority can really get over into this group. That's not what God is after. He wants us to have people who are smarter than us or have better experiences or some unique experiences and some who may not be as wise as we are as it relates to intellectual prowess, but you are still friends in the house because of the wise master builders anointing. So the church is a local assembly of believers as well as the redeemed of the Lord. The redeemed. Get that word. 
I heard a lot of young people asking the question about how do I get over guilt? How do I get over this today? And I couldn't really preach it like I want. But the only remedy for guilt is redemption. I can talk about how to overcome anything. But there's a, there's a, there's a point here that only the blood can touch. The blood of Jesus. And that's why we need to preach the gospel. And just stop saying you can get over this. And you can get over that. And you can work hard. And you can work hard as you want. There's something about your conscience that won't change. Until the blood washes you whiter than snow. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Though your sins come now. I think that's in the first chapter of Isaiah. Let us reason together. Come now, the Spirit said, let us reason together. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be whiter than snow. Though they're red like crimson, they shall be as wool. If you're willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. That's Bible, hallelujah. And for all of us that are in the church, we know that. You can't bring God your pedigree or what, you, what you've done in college. He doesn't care about all of that. He wants to make sure your, your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. And it doesn't get there because of what you've done. It gets there because of what Jesus did on the cross. That's the foundation for all of us. If you're not depending on that, you may not be building or not really engaged in the church as you should. Because the church, its foundation is Jesus Christ and him crucified. So a local assembly of believers is the church of Jesus Christ as well as the redeemed of all ages. That means those past, those present, and those of that are future uh, believers. They're all a part of what we call the redeemed. Jesus actually prayed in John 17. You may want to write it down. Make them one. As we are one, not only those who are with us today, but the millions that's going to come through the teaching that they're going to share with them. That's the prayer in John chapter 17. Jesus prayed for people that will receive him in the future. It is called the redeemed of the Lord. Those who follow Jesus as Savior and Lord are called the redeemed. We didn't become redeemed because we were special. We became redeemed because his blood cleanses all sin. First thing I want to share with you is church structure. Church structure. According to 1 Corinthians 3 verse 10 and 11. The foundation of the church of all believers is Jesus Christ. Or the anointed one and his anointing. So the foundation of the church of all believers is Jesus Christ. I'm helping you. If you don't know that, you need to know that. It is not the name of this church. It's not the foundation of the church. This church is built on the foundation. That foundation is Jesus Christ. Any church that has church, a church name that doesn't testify, that is built on the foundation of Jesus Christ is really not a church. You may see people gathering, but it's not a church. You may see people saying, I like it, but it's not. It must, it must be built on the proper foundation. Amen. Nothing, please write it down, or no one else will do. There is no substitute for this foundation. Nothing or no one else will do. Building with no foundation or with one poorly laid
with one poorly laid. It will not last, nor will it stand the structure test. I say again, a building with no foundation or with one poorly laid will not last and it will not stand the structure test. You can put the finest material on the inside of a building. The finest of the cabinets, the finest of floors, the finest of furniture. You can have the best towel ship from all around the world. You can make sure you import your cabinets from Italy. You can have the best electrician in the world to wire your house and you can have clap on clap off kind of technology. I want to make sure I fix it right. If you don't put the house on a foundation or if the foundation is poorly laid, you didn't spend time laying the foundation, you need to understand something about it. It will not stand the structure test. Putting fine internals, the best materials, on the ground without a foundation will cause all of the best materials to rot very quickly. Okay, listen to what I'm saying. The reason why your stuff is preserved in your house is because the foundation is sure. If your house is 20 years old, 30 years old, 2 years old, 40 years old, the reason why it is sound is because the foundation blocks certain things that would occur if it was just built on the sand. Because the weather would cause the internals to rot. I'm talking about in the first year. No wonder many believers who say they believe first storm, you see them fading. The first time there's a misunderstanding, they just can't get with it. First time somebody frowned at them, and they frown at you on the job. But when it comes to the church, your face all messed up. Can't get right with God. You know why? Because you're not on the pro if you're on the right foundation, even if like electricity or lightning hits you, you'll be able to recover because of what you're standing on. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. If you know your name, if you know your name, you got your father's name. You don't lose it just because you're going through the weather. Oh, my God. Help me, Jesus. Just because the wind is blowing up in there, you shut it down, you lock it down and weather the storm and you take all of the debris out of it or from it when you come out of it, but it doesn't change your name. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. That's why we need to build on the foundation that is laid. Finest materials used, it, it will not last unless it's founded on the rock. Thank you, Jesus. Write it down. A building is only as solid as its foundation. Our base is Jesus. Our base is Jesus. Stop looking at edifices. What you need to see is the foundation. Eventually. 
It'll stand or crumble, depending on the foundation. Everything we are must fit into the pattern of the architect or the designer who created, who built or laid the foundation. Everything we are. I got gifts, Bishop. I can do this. I can do that. Where is your foundation? You don't even try to read the Bible. You, you, you're not trying to get in the word and getting, getting something sound. While I preach, they're not even in here. Where are they? Why aren't they engaged in the word? Don't trust nobody who won't listen to the word. Listen to me. It's, a, it's the foundation messed up. Eventually, you'll see the crack. I mean, really. <laughs> Even if you're built on the foundation, you're going to be tested. So what about those who don't have one? <laughs> I'm not saying if you got a foundation, then you're scot-free. Because you got to constantly remodel. And you got to renew. And you got to constantly invest in upgrades. <laughs> but you can rest assured if the foundation is sure, your house can stand. Everything we are must fit into the pattern of the architect or the designer of our Christian faith. Let's look at the 12th chapter, the, I'm sorry, chapter 3, verse 12 of the same chapter. 1 Corinthians 3, verse 12. We looked at 10 and 11. Look at verse 12. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, straw he's showing you how people build some people they build on the foundation they have gold that they put on the foundation others will say i'm going to put something valuable like silver others precious stones but then there's some people that get lazy they just go add wood hay even straw In today's economic and social climate, we all have our struggles, financially and emotionally. Are you tired? Frustrated? Do you feel like the world has taken the best from you? Everyone has been right where you are at one time or another. We understand just how you feel. Let your search for hope lead you to Truth Revealed International Ministries, 2838 Palm Bay Road, Palm Bay, Florida. We are a Bible teaching and discipleship ministry dedicated to unveiling truth to the nations. Please join us Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We live stream every service on the World Wide Web at truthrevealed.org. Get excited. You don't have to wander anymore. Hope and love are waiting for you at Truth Revealed. If something was said during today's teaching that blessed you, or if you would like to find out more information about Truth Revealed International Ministries, we would love to hear from you. You can write to us at The Word of Truth Revealed, P.O. Box 60128, Palm Bay, Florida, 32906, or you can email us at The Word of Truth at truthrevealed.org. You can also visit us on the web 
at www.truthrevealed.org. If you're on Facebook, visit the Truth Revealed International Ministries fan page and click like. From time to time, you'll receive inspirational words of wisdom along with information about what's happening at Truth Revealed. Now, if you would like to purchase today's message for your personal library, when you write to us or email us, use reference number 1781. That's reference number 1781. Just include a $5 donation for CDs and a $12 donation for DVDs. And now, final thoughts from Bishop Clark. It is a joy to come to you weekly to share the gospel. If you would like to sow a seed into this ministry, I believe God to return to you a hundredfold return on what you would sow into the ministry or into the word of truth revealed. I want you to think about that. I also would like to hear from you. I would like for you to write me a letter or email me uh, and let me know what you think about this broadcast. I'm eager to hear from the listening audience and to know how we can best serve you. Listen, stick with the word of truth revealed. And until next time, I'll see you at Truth Revealed.